So, Mr. Ryan Lewis. <laughs> oh, except uh, <laughs> the downside being uh, not from Macklemore. Yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> what do you mean? That's the downside. Um, <laughs> so, uh, if you could describe this like 10 Paps Blue Ribbon in ten dinner, how, how many of this? How many of you had? this? You mono ultra microscopic silicon vulcaniasis. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm the only silver one here. If you could uh, describe this very drunken <laughs> dinner in one word. PBR. It's a beautiful what? thing. It's amazing what they've done with the PBR can. Is this the one in word? The past, or you uh, eight I'm years. I'm hearing a lot of is words. Is that previously. Yeah. It, yeah. Um, All right. So if you could describe this dinner in one word, what would it be? I don't know. Despicable. Cheers. Jeez. <laughs> Strap in. <laughs> and now for Dinner with Racers, presented by Continental Tire. With your hosts, Ryan Eversley and Sean Heckman. Placeholder Radio. All right, welcome to Dinner with Racers. I'm Ryan Eversley. I'm Sean Heckman. And this is... Dinner with Racers. Our final day of the 34-day trip across the country a couple times, covering 13,000 miles, 25 states, to bring you guys 29 episodes of your favorite podcast in motorsports based around eating dinner. We went to Indianapolis, Indiana, and... Met up with Ryan Lewis, not from the band Macklemore. And Ryan is a former Atlantics racing star. He's won Petit Le Mans and prototypes. Very fast kid from England that currently resides in the Indianapolis area. We chose Ryan for a couple of different reasons. Ryan is a guy that we have known for a while, really like him. He's actually very, very funny when you get to know him. But also in a season of what we like to say, holy shit, we thought he could bring some good perspective because he's one of these guys who's got a lot of talent, very likable, but things just haven't worked the way he would have liked. And it's a story we thought was worth telling for exactly that reason. Sometimes you have the talent, you put in the effort, and, and you don't necessarily go on to become an IndyCar star. For every success story here on our show, it's sometimes good to hear one that talks about what it's like for the guy who didn't get the break that he would have asked for or wasn't able to maximize the opportunity as it came. Now, this isn't an uncommon story in motorsports, but it doesn't necessarily make it into the interviews that you'd expect. So we brought Ryan in, talked to him about how coaching becomes a normal part of your of your, of your business routine, how working ride and drives becomes a normal part of that routine, and how you try to find work from that, that place forward into maybe finding opportunities later on in racing. Now here's the thing about the Ryan episode that we need to set up. <laughs> um, we try something different. Whether or not it works is a matter of perspective. Uh, but this was our first ambush podcast <laughs> where he's just a buddy and we decided we'd invite him to lunch as though we were just gonna have lunch, not record a podcast. Yeah. So literally when he walks in, he thinks he's just meeting us for lunch as friends. And you hear the reaction. So give this guy a little bit of a break. He didn't expect to have a microphone put on him. He didn't show up ready to tell stories. And this is the episode. This, so this is real. We met up on National Gay Men's HIV and AIDS Awareness Day. <laughs> 
Look it up on National Calendar Calendar Day. It's real. Uh, at the Alley Cat Lounge in Indianapolis. Now, the Alley Cat Lounge is a dive bar amongst dive bars, and we found out that Ryan got married there. We went in. We had some drinks. We had a chat. I had the chicken salad sandwich. I had the chicken sandwich. Did you? I did. Okay. So uh, thanks to Mr. Dario Franchini for driving us all the way there. Yeah. Yeah. Now that was me. Yeah. Yeah, they will. They will. you're driving. Dario Franchini, you're driving this Acura MDX. You're right here with us on day 34. Yeah. Hey, thanks, Continental Tire, for paying for this. And Acura for giving us a car. Pew, pew, pew. Continental Tire. Ryan Lewis. Go. Be funny. Go. Meow. All right, we're going to start in five, four, three, two. Oh, 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 here we go. Oi. Hey. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I like how he knows that. As soon as he went, oh, f Yeah, what yeah. are you fing doing here? <laughs> Put the fing headset on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hang on, keep digging. Is that how you coach? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Just keep digging. I can hear myself, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I can't swear now, right? Oh, no. You can. Have you heard a show? Yeah. You probably haven't. I heard a few of them. Yeah. Yeah, Randy Le- yeah I listened to a few. But yeah, you got to listen to Randy Lanier, right? Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah. He left out a bunch of stuff, though. Do you, well, season three? Yeah. Part two, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> Is he right now? He had a he had a heart attack or something. Yeah, right? yeah. He apparently had like a quadruple bypass. Jesus. And then like two weeks later was back kind of working and doing his thing. He should have done so. that when he was in jail, so the government paid for exactly. it, right? Exactly. I mean, they might have anyway, because mm. does he have any? I don't know how it works. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, he's just going to run up the debt and be like, I'm dead now. What are you doing? Because he's yeah. like 85 or something. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's up there. He must have been. Where did they, was he, Was he, did he have a, like, a shovel in hand on uh, on the grounds at Sebring? <laughs> no, it would have been Road Atlanta. <laughs> Road Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dig, he's digging stuff up somewhere. <laughs> okay, so where? Wh- how did you find this place? This place? Set the scene at uh, the Alley Cat Broad Ripple location so yeah the alley cat pretty very very famous in uh indianapolis i guess i've been coming here not super often but certainly when i was a bit younger when i first moved here it was always open really late always open very early in the morning this place opens at like 7 a.m right yeah they do breakfast here and everything (laughs) so it's really popular with like people on shift work or like healthcare. yeah a lot of nurses yeah some degenerates that work in that industry apparently yeah i Agreed. And to shed some the, light, like you can't even see this place driving on the street. Oh yeah, it's no. got the name Alley Cat because it's literally down this kind of. I walked past it after you came in. I went all the way down the alley. Oh. Like, where the? No, it couldn't be here. Yeah. 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 So yeah, yeah, so it's um, it's got some it's got some history in it. I've had some good nights in here. Yeah. I mean, it's it's actually cleaned up a little bit <laughs> compared to uh, good. how it compared good. to how it used to be. I mean, generally in the back there, um, it would always be flooded. Bathroom <laughs> over here would always be flooded. Right. I s- I kind of thought that they used to flood it deliberately just to kind of keep it keep a the bit, yeah, like set the atmosphere. Yeah. Right. But um, yeah, it was always a good place to come after one of the bars had thrown out, or you know, it's getting a bit boring. I'll go to the alley cat, see what's happening. There's gonna be some there. there. Yeah, come yeah. and have come have a couple of drinks, have a punch up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> punch up. In fact, and then but now they've got like the new room in the front, which is a bit nicer, and they okay. do like stand up comedy in there and stuff but this will this will never change so if you're listening to this tweet us and we'll we'll, we'll tweet a pic out yeah. at, uh, you know at 
your request of how cool this place is. But it, I mean, right now it's uh, it's twelve thirty on a Friday. It's Friday. Yeah, it's Friday. There's three people in here. We're four of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it doesn't. You sit somewhere quiet. It doesn't smell bad. No, um, that's what um, I mean. It used to. It would generally be and. Back in the day as well, you go 10 years ago, you could smoke in here. So right. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. I can see that. People would just be ripping butts in here 24-7. The, the seat you're sitting on is literally duct taped yeah. up as it should be. I mean, be. it's the thing. It's, you it's, know, it's, it's like when you think Dive Bar America, this is it, right? Yeah. Yeah. This is um, definitely a bit more Midwestern. Yeah. Not like a Brooklyn Dive Bar. Definitely sure. not quite as many, you know, don't want to necessarily touch the top of the toilet system. Know, you end up with a subpoena, but it's a bit, it's a bit more, it's a bit more chill in here now. On the weekends, though, it's pretty, um, right. It's good fun. So I've had some good nights. In fact, actually, Jesus, just really, you know, actually, not a lot of people know this. I actually got married here. What? Like, yeah, huh? yeah, in this bar? Yeah. No way. Yeah. Which was like a few months ago, right? No, well, I've been married for two years. But you guys just, just had a thing. But or? yeah, last okay. year, so we okay. did the ceremony, but we we got married previous December. But to do all the paperwork. So your lady friend is actually pretty f***ing cool then because... She puts up with me. She puts up with you and got married here. Well, this would be met. Oh. oh, wow. It was the Are you trying to buy this place yet? No. You need to be. I ain't got money for that. Oh, come on. I think what, you is, don't have five grand? This is too... Like, no. <laughs> I, you think you'd be I think this is... I'm not sure who owns this now, actually. Yeah, it's probably part of the furniture. Lady. It's not going anywhere. Yeah, there's... Cool. <laughs> that guy. A lot yeah, of these... Uh, they introduce themselves as the owners. Really? They're the owners? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. All right. I got married here. <laughs> Got <laughs> married here. Yeah. Wow. But How many people showed up? Oh, it was only we just like kind of signed the paperwork. Oh, okay. Did a shot. Whoever was off. Yeah. Threw threw that up, bit. Kind of fight. Hinch, because Hinch was a um, ordained minister. Oh no way. So he signed the paperwork. Yeah. And his parents were in town. Okay. And they went for dinner. Wade, yeah. Prince Charles, Rod Stewart, <laughs> usual. <laughs> you know, they just flew in. But uh, yeah, it was good. Yeah, it saved me saved me about ten grand on getting another green card. So there you go. It's always yeah. a ah, hey, that's how yeah, my parents yeah. got together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. Just don't tell my wife. Right. Yeah. She won't listen to this, right? Mm. She's not a big fan. No, definitely not. Of yours? Not mine. No, definitely <laughs> not. Depends. So uh, we should probably dive into your background, since uh, you're probably the least famous person we've had on this year. Jesus. But to be fair, we've had you know Dario Dixon. Yeah. Who? Uh, exactly. Doctor Jerry Punch. Who? Douglas Balls. D Doug Balls. Oh, right, yeah. Doug, Dougie Balls. Um, yeah. Doug Balls. Who calls him that? Uh, Siri, apparently. Yeah. Doug Balls. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah came up on the voicemail as, uh, hey, Sean, Doug Balls. Doug Balls. He'd appreciate that. He's good at Actually taking a did. picture on top of the pagoda is Doug Balls. Yeah, we did that too. Yep. Okay, so Ryan Lewis, not of Macklemore. No. But you did get to cash in a little bit on that. Yeah, I sold in my website domain. Right, you yeah, sold yeah. that. Yeah, I told Sean that and he didn't. He was like, oh, really? Yeah, yeah, What did yeah, you yeah. make on that? I don't know, fifteen grand. Yeah, that's yeah. right. No, that's, that's, that's money. Bad. Yeah, yeah. He, he tried playing hard. His 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 business manager tried playing hardball with me. Sure. And was like, oh, well, I can give you can give you this much for it. So, I I, oh, I can't even remember the. Was it like I peanuts used. the first time or something? Oh yeah, yeah. not a lot. And yeah. I was like, look, you you get this many individual like, individual hits, like impressions, just on that name. So it's worth. Like, I gave him a ridiculous number. Yeah. He's like, no. So sat on it for three months, and he's like, "We'll give you this." Yeah. And then I had to pay my tax bill, so I was like, "All right, I'll take it." Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably could have held out for more, but he still hasn't. He hasn't got anything up there yet. No shit. Yeah, Wade was trying. Wade was trying to Wade Cunningham, guys. Yeah. yeah. Evil businessman was uh, trying to convince me to um, cyber squat on it. 
Okay. And just put up some really offensive stuff. Oh, on there it. you go. Oh, yeah. 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 So Wade Cunningham's evil. He is. We have yeah. to talk to him. He's, yeah. an e evil, <laughs> he's an evil genius. Yeah. 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 Who's your Who's your run around pack here? It's obviously like Hinch, Cunningham. Don't see Hinch too much during the season. Obviously, he's pretty busy. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, mostly the um, guys that like. So yeah, like Hinch, Wade. Yeah. Uh, I most of the time I spend most of the time uh, in a pseudo relationship with Dan Clark sure. and yeah. Stephen yeah. Simpson. Sure. What yeah. Is no, a I've seen relationship. Yeah. Well, because I I tend to see more of them than I see my wife most of the time. <laughs> if I'm back in town, if I'm not away doing manufacturer stuff or coaching or whatever, yeah. I'm hanging. I'm usually going for lunch with them or playing golf or. So kind of the the story that I like about Ryan Lewis that I think would be something we haven't really done yet is the journeyman racer who finds himself. You know, obviously you're you're from Royston, Hertfordshire. Hertfordshire. Right, that's a thing. Well, it's Hertfordshire, but I'm trying to halfway pronounce it in an yeah. American. Okay, vernacular. cool. Do you have an American accent? Do you have like your go-to? Generally, if I'm on a on a on an airplane, I have to convert, or if I'm talking to um, somebody on the phone, yeah, I have to convert to kind of my Americanism. Okay, let's give us people give don't us like me. the basic like. Oh, the usual ones always water. <laughs> <laughs> because people won't understand me. It just yeah. Water. so much. Yeah, water. Water. It spent. I was taking so much of my time having to going through like the conversation stream of, would you like anything to drink? Yeah, just water, please. What? And then someone would say what to me as well, and that would really irritate me because I'm like, no, it's part, Pardon. not what. <laughs> Ingrate. Welcome but, to my childhood. Yeah, so just having to, having to go through that, I just couldn't do it. I don't anymore. know if that made it in my dad's episode, but we talked about that because he would Pardon. he would never relent and be, oh, water. Yeah. Like he's like water. Yeah. Walter, H2O. you know, Walter just keeps it going <laughs> to the point where they're like, I can't help I you, sir. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, generally, ordering at restaurants, stuff like that, oh, yeah. it's it's slowly starting. It's quite insidious. Yeah. There's certain words that changes and it's starting to, but then I go home, if I'm home for two days, I'm talking like a, you know, oiky chimney sweep yeah. <laughs> from, <laughs> from a Dickens novel straight away. <laughs> oh, governor. So that's your exactly go-to. That's, yeah. that's your go-to. That's my go-to. Yeah, it's, it's, it works it's here. It's easy. Finally. It works in this case. Yeah, finally. Finally. found a guest that works for Up the apples and pears. Do, do your <laughs> other accent, Sean. Like, do an, do an Australian accent. <laughs> now, now I'm on the spot. All right. It's it's like we are on the other side of the world. Yeah. Oh, hello there. Yeah. That's, huh? that's, <laughs> everything, <laughs> that's everything right there. That sounded, that sounded, that sounded <laughs> more like a call center. We have it. We have it. We <laughs> <laughs> sound like a call center. We've realized I have, we have one accent and we just use it for everything. Everyone yeah, is yeah, Indian. Yeah. Yeah. My name is Scott Dixon. Yeah. <laughs> it works. Yeah. It's like he's here. Yeah. So what, what, uh, Royston, what, yeah. what's the deal? Is there anything famous about it other than No, you? not a lot. There's yeah. a big stone. It's named after a stone. Okay. The Roy Stone. Sure. That's about it. That's it. Mm -hmm. Okay, and so are you the biggest thing to come out of there? Uh, no, there was a quite a big heroin problem in the <laughs> early nineties, <laughs> so that was that was big news for a while. Yeah, a lot more money in heroin than Ryan Lewis. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, what else in Royston? No, not a Wh lot. Where really. is that in the UK? Uh, it's about twelve miles uh, south of Cambridge, okay. which is where I went to school. Uh, fancy. Which is where they taught me to speak correctly. I was fortunate enough to go to private school in England. Went to a very, very, very nice private school. Um, probably didn't equip myself quite as well as I should have. Yeah, sure. You know, kind of struggled by on a, on a somewhat valid level of intelligence and didn't, <laughs> didn't really, <laughs> didn't really exert myself too much. But One day I'll be in a dive bar in Indianapolis. That's it, yeah. exactly. I've, I know I've made it then. Yep. You know, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I went to so I went to school. Spent a lot of time growing up in Cambridge and. Pretty nice part of the world. 
It's nice. So how does the racing get going for you? Is it a family thing or? My, yeah, my dad, like, you know, not like everyone, but a vast majority of people, I think, you know, my, my dad was very into it. He first actually got really kind of involved in motor racing through, um, with Mark Blundell. Mark Blundell uh, used to race in Champ Car, yeah. drove for McLaren yeah. Formula One, which most people know. He lived um, nearby in Royston, and like through mutual friends, my dad started sponsoring him. Came what friend. did your dad do that he was sponsoring? He had a uh, air conditioning building services company. Oh, nice. okay. Yeah, company. So pretty like, successful business, flat out. Yeah. You know, did really well. Uh, so he started, uh, you know, hanging around with Mark and helping him out with some business stuff and going to a lot of Grand Prix. So I think I remember going to our first Grand Prix when Mark was driving for Tyrrell. Mm -hmm. I think it was a Belgian Grand Prix in 93. Awesome. Yeah, so I still remember that. And then we went to Magnicore that year as well. And then on and off. And then when he came out here to racing kart in 96, 97, we'd come out to... My dad would just kind of hang out with him. But that's when my we started doing go-karting. Sure. But was your dad a racer or he just no, liked the scene? No, he just... Just yeah, he just liked it. He never let me or my brother go go kart racing. It nearly happened, but then he decided it was too dangerous. Sure, so sure. it didn't happen. But my brother did a bit of kart racing. Then he went and did uh, the Jim Russell School at Donington yep. nice. and did pretty good. And then it's like the older brother's doing it, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. So I started racing in a young driver series called T Cars, which was like a silhouette saloon car series when I was. 13. It's like a spec like class a mini kind legends of thing. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we, we looked like a, I have to, I have to explain it, but it looked like a, um, it was a saloon body. So it's like a, like a cart with a little body over it kind of thing? No, nah, it was a full size car. Oh, okay. Uses okay. Ford Sierra gearbox okay. and uh, a 1600cc uh, Ford engine. Oh, so it's like 120. Right. For, it's for just like a little touring car, right? Yeah. yeah. For yeah, like yeah. 13, 14 year, old, 14 year old kid, it was, um, wow. It was pretty good. That so apply, he yeah. was racing, Kimber Smith yeah. was racing it then. Um, Tom Chilton. Stuart Hall, who else? Tom Boardman, who ended up racing World Touring Car. I didn't really want to do like open wheel racing. Obviously, you know, you know, I I never had to go, never had to go through so many other people. I was so lucky right. that my dad was just like, no, you yeah. know, it wasn't like crazy, crazy money, but he was just like, willing to keep it kind of. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He was into it as much as. Oh you my were. God! Yeah. yeah. Jesus Christ! I don't. Know. I think. That was he, so. Was he that sports dad then? Well, he was <laughs> he was hard to get on with <laughs> sometimes, <it. laughs> but by no means he was. You know, both of my parents have been so supportive of everything I've done. Sure. Yeah, he was never like crazy, crazy. Right. Good Second, not stuff. good enough. Yeah, like, no, I was yeah. never. That, no, he wouldn't beat me <laughs> for every third place. I'm burning a stuffed animal. He would only just beat. Yeah. He would just emotionally beat. Yeah, me. just internal <laughs> hurt. Yeah, just little, exactly. little internal jabs. Yeah, yeah exactly. Just you and I did the 24 hours a day Tony together like two years ago, and your dad like hired a photographer <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> which ended up becoming a thing but that's not the, that's yeah, not the part yeah, of the yeah. story i forgot about that until that just right now it. um but basically because your dad found out you're in the race he's like oh I, I gotta get coverage of this and so he hired a guy yeah, he loves and, it and you came up to me and you're like yeah my dad hired a photographer so if you see a guy hanging around that's what that's for and i was like oh cool is he coming he's like no he's not coming he just wants the photos yeah i'm like oh well, that's you know he yeah. he's still into it obviously oh no yeah he yeah. Oh, i it it's been it's been a bit a bit trickier like since he since he hasn't been paying for anything like going back uh right you know back to like american Le Mans stuff yeah but he's still like i'm like well that like you can come out but it's like 
I'm getting paid to be here, so you can't really be like up exactly. in people's no grill. Because yeah, yeah. he would do stuff like he would make a point of just. I remember throughout my whole childhood, he's always up at like half past four in the morning. He was in the merchant navy as a kid. Okay, yeah. so he just wakes up at the crack of dawn, mm-hmm. no matter what. But he, yeah. he sees it as like a competition, yeah. without a doubt. <laughs> yeah, but he would be there before anyone else would be at the track, like waiting for the awning to get zipped up, or he'd be sitting inside. Like, oh, I'm sure team owners loved him. Oh, yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> Paid on time, so I don't think they care. Right, right. right. <laughs> Part of the deal. Yep. He'd end up doing Formula Palmer Audi in 2002, and for like half a season, yeah. did uh, 2003. Went and had a crack at kind of the full championship, and ended up winning that. Yeah. And then Sort of at that point, it was like, well. Are we can try and make a bit of a go yeah, of it. Yeah, like this it seems yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. got some yeah. fairly good momentum. I at mean, the most of the kids that win the Formula Palmer Audi championship end up things. going very yeah. far in their career. Yeah, it was. So it was like, oh, there's a thing here. But that, I mean, that's an open wheel series. But it wasn't F1. Wasn't really where you wanted to be. Not not when I was a bit younger. I thought because okay. I, I even then I was a bit more like, well, why do I want to go and try and get into Formula One? It's going to be like near on impossible. It's right. Cost yeah. this much money. I got more chance of like going so to touring car, British touring. BTCC then was like pretty mega yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but um, yeah it just ended up going to, well you know Jonathan Palmer managed to convince my father that going to race in Palmer out yeah imagine that so <laughs> yeah I, I got um, made a BRDC rising star right yeah so you got you know a bit, a bit more that's a big deal I didn't give me any money I got no. a jacket out of it that was about sweet. it sweet you saw the jacket uh yeah you know what actually <laughs> Actually, happen with that because you you can get your like rising you could get your like rising star status like rescinded and they're yeah. like yeah can you give your jacket back now oh no <laughs> like, really? no way <laughs> <laughs> no chance like, oh sorry man I never wore it a day in my life but right, I'm like, right. that's just every on principle. every jacket I've ever seen given away in motorsports is like you wear it for the photo and then it goes it. right in the closet yeah right, you know well it's not really like it's something you can wear out so you do Palmer out you get the BRDC thing you get a sweet jacket yep sweet jacket and that then, was the that was the main deal. then you end up doing like British F3 International. Got passes for the Grand Prix as well. Okay. The RDC uh-huh. membership. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Proper. Oh, yeah. So at this Never point, because I mean, you're short. So Indeed I am, sir. <laughs> so how's that working with the ladies in England? Because isn't everybody in England a race car driver at some point? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. It's like I did my time. Right. And now I'm... No, uh, definitely, that's, that's, definitely one of, that's definitely one of the things that um, I did enjoy when I when I did eventually come out to the United States. Yeah. Yeah, it knocks you up a couple of notches. Well, plus you well. have an English accent. Yeah, you have an English yeah. accent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. and you know how to form a sentence. Yeah. Like, that puts you halfway. Oh, you no, know, <laughs> but of course, like, the kind of like, the uh, the I'm, ra- I'm a racing driver thing, that knocks you, that bumps sure. you up a couple. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, uh, you know, maybe depending on what car you're driving. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, definitely the uh, the accent is, is very helpful. Probably the best one out of Yeah, and I, s- yeah. I, I say this to all Americans, I'll just go live in England. Right, so it'll be the tribal, opposite way, right? It's a completely evolutionary tribal thing. It's yeah. like you don't sound like someone I know, so <laughs> exactly. we're not yeah. related. Right. So well, yeah. do American guys do okay over there? Yeah. Really? Yeah, absolutely. I bet okay. if you're an American guy that has like a sense of the world, yeah, and you're yeah, not yeah. like I'm a world American yeah, guy. No, like I well, I won't yeah. get into politics, but yeah. Uh, no no, just <laughs> just being a loud asshole. Yeah. <laughs> I mean I think certainly the um I wouldn't say it's all of my friends or all people I know in in the UK are particularly couth necessarily, but sure. <laughs> my God, American men are awful at talking to women. So BRDC, and then you start doing British F3 International. Uh, I did scholarship 2004. Okay. Did, uh, did the national class, which right. was in the older car. Not as big, of a, not as big of a field, not as deep of a field, yeah. but it was always 
Formula Three then was always seen like you don't you don't want to go in and do your first year, mm -hmm. and it was going to be a new car the following year. So it was like go and do your first year like your apprenticeship, yeah. way less money, and you kind of cut your teeth and then do the big push. 2005. So it was, it was a, a pretty thin grid in 2004. I think I ended up winning 17 races. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. there was. I mean, at, at the most, there was like eight cars on the grid. But for most most of the year, it was it was me and yeah. three other guys really that going were going for it. it out. Yeah. yeah. So you you cross over to the to the U.S. side. You move over and you start racing Atlantics with the was it Conquest? Conquest? Yeah, Eric yeah. team. Yeah. 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 yeah managed to um at the same time it worked out it <laughs> so at the time 2005 i was in a somewhat tumultuous personal relationship okay and with uh the lady yes not yourself not well, okay. constantly <laughs> with myself that's a constant battle every day <laughs> but um so it was funny so I, I i tested with a couple of atlantic teams at the end of at the end of 05 and then uh our junior junior yep Alan to the third. Yes, yeah. he yeah. was driving for Conquest and then had to bail out for whatever reasons. Uh, couldn't drive for Conquest anymore. Yeah. So Conquest, Eric Bachelor called us up and said, you want to come do Portland? So uh, I sold it to the then girlfriend, like, oh, this could be good. And like, you know, you could come live out in the States as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it wasn't going well at the time. Oh right. So God. let's move to a foreign country. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah live together. Well, uh, I think subconsciously I knew exactly what I was up to. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I end up, so I end up coming and doing that, f that first, um, in 2006, that, f that first weekend at um, Portland. And uh, obviously the car was like very, very good. Yeah. I, I was, I walked straight into like such an awesome situation. I had Lee, uh, Lee Dykstra engineering yep. me. Yeah. Don Halliday was engineering Graham. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, your yeah. teammates are Ray Hall at this point. Yeah, I was teammates yeah, yeah, yeah. with Graham. Yeah. Um, so, obviously, he was really quick. Um, obviously, a little bit younger at that time. Yeah. Had a bit of growing up to do. <laughs> but he was only, what, I don't know, 6, 17? Yeah, he was really young. He was only yeah. 17 at that yeah. time. Yeah. So, he had a lot of pressure on him, considering for his age. Yeah. And the yeah. amount of, like, All the attention, attention was on him. top of him. Yeah. 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 yeah, I think that was probably the most impressive thing out of him at that time. How, yeah. how well he dealt with that. Yeah. It, sure. yeah. yeah, pretty poised for a young kid. Um, but walked in, ended up qualifying fourth, I think, for the first race. Yeah, so I was sure. Like, oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is going <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, I yeah. love this. Yeah. And then uh, on in the race, on the first start, um, Graham and Simon hit each other. So I ended up yeah. That's coming out Simon's of turn one. Yeah. Yeah, Simon. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Jean Girard, um, <laughs> they end up hitting each other, and I'm like leading, leading my first Atlantic race. I'm yeah. Like, okay. You can do that. And the car's really good, like yeah, awesome yeah. equipment. So, yeah, end up going. Re I nearly ended up winning the race, and then my um, gearbox broke. Oh, uh, with know. like uh, two uh, two laps to go. Yeah, you finished yeah. third, right? And uh, uh, yes. Yeah. Third or set, I can't remember. Yeah. Hinch ended up winning. Copy. Dick. Right. <laughs> Hinch and then Hinch and then Wickens. Yeah, Robert oh, okay. Wickens. Okay. Well, it sounds like you weren't ever really like on that because so many people that go through like the British F3 scene are like, I'm going to be an F1 driver yeah. one day. And like kind of the, the vibe I'm getting is that you were never like, I, I need that F1 ride. You have always understood the reality. Yeah, you're kind of like, eh, okay, yeah. well, we'll see. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, without being uh, too derogatory to myself, <laughs> pretty much <laughs> pretty much a, somewhat of a case of uh, not too much focus, you know, bit of affluenza involved okay you okay know, too cynical <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you're a little bit one. cynical yes yeah yeah, 
yeah, it's just too, like yeah, too, too, many, <laughs> too many ridiculous other things going on in my life at being, you know, 21, 22 years old. Right. Just being a retard, basically. Well, but that's... But see, <laughs> Without that's wanting to be too, offen too offensive to um, the world, Tim George necessarily. Right, yeah. Uh, but, but see, that's actually the part of the story that I think is, is interesting, especially to the podcast, yeah. uh, which is we haven't really had anyone get into being an idiot 22, especially, like you say, affluenza. You know, if you have the means to be distracted, you are likely very distracted. Yep. And so, talk about that. <laughs> um, <laughs> go. Go. No, but, well, but, but, but I mean, it's, you know, with, with the success of your dad, you had a lot of things going on that you, had. I mean, give me some examples of, of how you were maybe not in the gym every day. Actually, you were known for being a pretty good athlete. Well, yeah, it went up and down. Okay. Sure. <laughs> it depends. As it does. It's cer <laughs> certainly, t 2005 was probably... It was a pretty low point in my life. Okay. Uh, is this the chick? Is this yeah. The, well, yeah. But, but, that's but, it's my that's but it's all my own choices, you know, sure. and it's completely, completely, completely self-inflicted. Right. But that's a good example, though, um, in the sense that, like, uh, at that age, a lot of guys who are on their way to F1, girls just aren't a thing that they're really, really allowing themselves to get distracted by, and you sort of look at that as a mistake, it sounds like. Oh, it's a mistake because of... The, the choices I made. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. There's plenty of other people that right. <laughs> <laughs> better. Right, right. But, and, there's, and, at this, and at the same time, uh, you know, there's, there's, uh, there's plenty of people. This is, so this is the kind of the tricky thing about motorsport. It's like the, the kind of the dirty secret that people don't want to talk about. The reality is, is that for the vast majority of people, especially now, even more so now than it used to be, you have to have money yeah. to get involved. Yeah. It's so, so rare now that you find anyone that gets any help and that comes from, because even even now to even get started in karting yeah. or even like short, even dirt racing right. at the bottom end, at, you know, at the very, very grassroots of it, unless you've got the right equipment, you, you like, you're going nowhere. So there's varying degrees and it's, it's depends on what you do with the resources you're given. Right. right. You know? Right. But yeah. if there was a, like, if you could, if, there, if we had a time machine in, in our Acura MDX, and uh, and you could go back to sort of yell at the twenty-year-old version of yourself. Like, what would be a couple examples? Of oh, things? Jesus Christ! What would be a couple of the examples? Yeah, don't. Uh, Cocaine. Stay away yeah, from it. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, obviously. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend that to anyone. Uh, yeah, it's just there's so when anyone at that age and I think anyone you have so little foresight of what's happening without right. going into oh, hindsight's twenty twenty. and if I'd done this differently right, right. Right. no no, no but, but that's position, my point it's like it's not it's about the opportunities that you're given so prime example actually would be 2006 driving for uh, that conquest car the yeah. equipment there you know, you got Lee Dykstra and Don Halliday Lee Dykstra doing the vast majority of all like the background yeah. engineering setting everything right. up Don Halliday doing a bit more of the kind of the, you know, on the lane yeah. sort of stuff. But, you know, there's absolutely no reason why me and Graham shouldn't have wiped the floor of everyone that year. Right. But, because occasionally I'd have a, you know, a pretty good weekend. But I was, you know, <laughs> more interested in, you know, going on the piss. Right. Well, but this, that's my point. Yeah. So it's like which is such a, which when I think about it now, so now I... I feel so so lucky whenever I get the opportunity to get in any race car, no matter what it is. Right. You know, be it you know extremely lucky. Last this year, I got to drive at Detroit, which was yep. terrifying. Yep. And uh, where else? You know, Mosport. Yeah. You know, I'm driving. You know, even though it's just in the LMPC car, I'm still driving like a really fast race car yeah. in a professional series. Yep. Yeah. And 
that's the kind of feeling I have now. I'm like, don't throw away any opportunity that you think that you may have and never take any of it for granted. And yeah. that was basically the, you know, the biggest issue of uh, just right. me being a dick and taking everything for granted. Exactly. So, like, right. so it's 2006, world's ahead of you. You're clearly going to, you're clearly the best driver out there in your own mind, <laughs> as is Graham. And, I don't uh, need to practice. And, well, that's, no, that's my point. That. So it's like, so you're in Long Beach, there's girls everywhere, there's a whole row of bars. Is that the kind of thing? It was like, you know, holidays. Like, why don't we spend a couple hours looking into this? And you're like, eh, but I just met this chick, Sally. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, no, it was never anything like that bad. Like, not, when I was when I was there on the race weekend, I was there. You know, when I'm at the track, I'm there at work. I'm gonna, you know, I'm not gonna, you know, fuck off. Yeah. On the race weekend, probably I went out a little bit too much on the race weekend, but just I was just an idiot. I was so emotionally broken. From yeah. Like so, like yeah, you're trying to be like all oh, hard as me. I was just an idiot. But you're, you're like a. I'm assuming what you're saying is like you were like a text message away from your chick from being like the weekend's fucked. Yeah. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. The previous okay. year, right. it was always like yeah, 2004. Oh, I, I get it. I don't yeah. want to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we, yeah, yeah. We've all been to the late night of... Oh, crazy. Uh, like her getting arrested for like... Oh, God. Yeah, oh, yeah. being in my okay. parents' house. Crazy, uh, crazy things. Oh, like, not, okay. Yeah, okay. Like, yeah. Absolutely absurd. You wouldn't but, even believe half the but stuff. But if you want... Uh, regret's probably the wrong word, but if you could look back, maybe you should have cut that off earlier. Kind of oh, attitude. <laughs> <laughs> well we found Not a new yet. bit finally finally got a murderer oh, yeah, just, yeah, nice. did you know Ryan Lewis murdered his ex-girlfriend <laughs> tweet that everybody nah, no no but, please don't right know, but, it, but it, 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 in the moment that toxic well I don't know if text messages were a thing then but I mean to put it in modern day context that toxic text exchange of she didn't understand what I said and now I've got to stay up till 3am clarifying everything oh yeah, yeah. Crazy, no, you crazy, hang up. Crazy. Right. You hang and at up. the time you think to yourself because I, I have similar his I just, stories. Yeah, you're like this oh, is sure this is a big deal. Yeah, this yeah. is a big deal. Like yeah. I have to then, deal with this now. Well, it's like, I've got to get my head cleared. Just get her and I settled, and then the weekend is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like well, how many fucking nights did I do? Yeah. Yeah. This is actually really good advice for like younger drivers. Well, this, this is, is where I was focus. trying to go with that. exactly. Is, is yeah, exactly yeah. That. So like, like that. the previous year in 2005, I did not speak to you know she. This person managed to wedge herself between me and my family so much that I didn't talk to my family. Right. Jeez. Like I didn't like my my father would be there on the race weekend, but like right. couldn't like we didn't speak to each other. Yeah. Like, how absurd is that? Yeah, it's crazy. Right. It's absolutely. And yeah. at that time, I thought like this is the only way to like. Yeah, this is my this life. Is your key to happy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, no, but I mean, more on. Yeah. But like, uh, I can only relate to sort of my Los Angeles life. But uh, you know, your network is everything, and so like at that like. That age for me was, you know, like let's say 2004, 2005, right. when I was in my mid 20s. If you're trying to make it in comedy, that's your key time when you're when all your other buddies are also unemployed or they're working yep. regular jobs. But nobody's married, nobody has kids, so they have time to go out on Friday, Saturday, do comedy clubs or make that short film you wanted to make or whatever yeah. okay. it is. If you spend your whole time trying to keep your girlfriend happy, oh, yeah. all of a sudden you wake up a year later, you break up, and you realize you don't talk to these guys anymore, and that two years because of ideal window to make that short this. film yeah. is gone. Yeah. You know, uh, And I assume it's the same thing in racing in the sense that your network maybe isn't as strong because you, you weren't going to those events you should have gone to. You are too busy trying to fix this fight or, you just or had. Or like the other thing is, is like because I, I, I know a kid that's kind of like this. Yeah. Um, actually, I don't really talk to him anymore huh? because he's because bec he's and here's the reason because every time you talk to him, is like, my girlfriend, she just yeah. and you're like, dude, I don't have time for this. Right. Like you, we're supposed to be talking about the race or, or right. whatever exactly. it is, or like just focusing on your yeah. career. And in the moment, you don't know that's what's going on. Yeah, no, because you're like, but she's really mad. Yeah. You know, and this is what matters, but it doesn't. So back to you. Um. <laughs> yeah. So Sean, tell so. me more. about well, I did have I I did actually have that light bulb moment at yeah. Portland. Okay. After okay. I had a, it's really I was really excited. It's a I'm big call result. Up, like, oh, this yeah. is awesome! Yeah. I nearly won the race. It's going to be great. Yeah. 
so we've got another race. It was two. Yeah, we've got another race tomorrow. It's gonna be awesome. Yeah. Didn't care. Was just straight away. Was like on the limiter, having a dig. And at the time, I still had like a flip phone. Okay. Yeah. So I'm just like StarTech. Oh shit! Snap the thing in half. That was it. Really done. Yeah. So that was great. Okay. Well, that's a wake up moment. Okay. So yeah, yeah, try, yeah. yeah, try that one on for size. Yeah. Okay. It didn't stop there though, of course. Of course. Yeah. 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 That made my life a bit easier for a while. Yeah. yeah. Give you a couple of days of break. <laughs> but then <laughs> yeah. just yeah. Right up your hotel. Just try snapping your iPhone in half. <laughs> <laughs> so anger management. Talk about that. Oh God. No. <laughs> oh, how did you know? Please <laughs> talk about that. Twenty minutes later. So we ordered shots for the first time on dinner with racers basically to bribe the girls that turned the jukebox on the mother daughter yeah and then they left i'm not i'm going with they're not mother daughter they look nothing alike mm. well that doesn't always matter yeah i don't yeah, know yeah. No. you I mean that all their clothes on how would you how would you know yeah no. exactly yeah, fair enough. yeah matching birthmarks so now we have a shot and a half for you and a shot for me i'm not touching that uh, why not i'm not touching the half of, what is it it's this it's you ordered it you ordered shots no, that one that's my one that yeah but you ordered all of these I do yeah is that really it is yeah, 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 yeah. I think we've, had, we've had people drinking and yeah all we had Dorsey oh, on last night oh I know why because traditionally you've been talking to professionals <laughs> <laughs> let me go professional right, people right, right. that's why yeah I don't yeah. know, man. Like, Dario was like, let's do this. Yeah. You know, we had to settle him down. He brought out the eight ball. It was a thing. Yeah, yeah no problem. Dario's yeah. on vacation now. He's, ri- I think, I think, I think he's entitled to that. He's risked his life for yeah. long enough. So, you raced uh, F3 and all that shit. You end up going to Atlantics, wrecked a bunch of stuff. You and Dan Clark. <laughs> <laughs> Who told you that? I did. Uh, Eric I did. Wreck the, a bunch the rumor was <laughs> Derek Walker. Oh, did he really? The rumor is that somebody gave you a model car at the end of the... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. So, so yeah. <laughs> Who told you that one? <laughs> that came, That's come on, a man. really esoteric on, Ryan Lewis story. Listen, wow. by the way, I only threw you under the bus to Dixon once. About what? The ginger, the ginger slash comment. wealthier thing. Oh, is that it? Yeah. Come on, i got to keep my sources. I, can't, yeah. I didn't give you any dirt on Dixon. Uh, right, of course not. There's no dirt on him. So... Yeah, what you Somebody gave you a model? Mm. No, my dad thought it'd be um Who's <laughs> your dad? My <laughs> oh no, yeah, my dad my dad is the first person that would like to <laughs> give me the old dig in the ribs personally <laughs> about anything. Absolutely, it's good. He's trying to it was all for my own benefit and for his own humour, <laughs> right. sure. But um Um my dad wanted to he at the end of two thousand and six he him and my mum put on like a, a dinner downtown Indy for like all the team so all the mechanics engineers everyone for your team Eric, right. yeah oh wow yeah, so you just finished the year with Derek Walker no this was no, 2006 Derek yeah. Okay. With, but yeah with Eric yeah and uh, he got a load of these like ham handmade models made of the Atlantic car yeah but he had to fly over with a bunch of them a couple of them didn't survive mm-hmm. particularly well on the flight over so the one, one of the ones that had like the wheels hanging off of it, and no <laughs> rear wing, <laughs> and all stuff. That's the one he gave to um, Eric Bachelor, which is actually now still in. Um, I know it's the same one. Maybe he gave him two, but there's one of the models of my car is in uh, Conquest Racing's uh, <laughs> shop now, still in Indy. <laughs> when I think about it now. It, one, I'm sure anyone that's like driven uh, driven a racing car at some point, and especially um, maybe if you d- before the times when you would know 
what your lap time was if you didn't have a dash that was saying like what your lap time was like you go out there and pound around a couple of laps and there's nothing on the radio and you think yeah it feels pretty good I don't think anyone and if you're on your own or if you're passing yeah, yeah. a few people you're like oh that feels pretty quick especially at the beginning of the weekend it's like I don't think anyone's going to be that much quicker than that <laughs> right so I remember that in 2006 uh, specifically at Cleveland like that track was like crazy crazy fast yeah and I didn't know at that point like the first first session it was a bit of a trick to like the the um, uh, the crown in the road you had to be on the right side of the crown because oh, it's a road. runway yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I had no idea sure why would you so I'm like I'm like hanging on pretty fast like really really fast Hero. corners Hero. yeah I'm yeah. like there's no one's gonna be quicker than that I'm like <laughs> hanging on right so come through the start finish line like eight eight or nine laps in or whatever right and is okay Ryan <laughs> B1 <laughs> is whatever this many minutes this minutes you are B19 <laughs> <laughs> I'm like oh f <laughs> Jesus Christ we well, think like you're pretty content yourself right. like oh that was pretty good yeah, and yeah. then you're like yeah, no one's gonna do Nowheresville that. <laughs> mm -hmm. wow mm -hmm. You really got to go and suck it up now. Yeah, yeah. right. That's never a good feeling. No, no like, it's not. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> it was not that bad, but sometime Atlantic at that time was actually, was really, really close. Yeah. Right. Um, there was some really, obviously some well, really, really. Well, the new really cars, a whole influx of new talent. Yeah, the there was some really, really quick guys in it. Yeah. There was some really, really, and it because it was a new car as well, yeah. I think it kind of narrowed things down. No one had like a really, really clear advantage. Right. I think definitely Sierra Sierra and Conquest, I think we were we were pretty switched on with what the car was doing and how to make the car work. A lot of it was based around the floor. Um, but yeah, some weekends, man, if you if you were two and a half tenths off, you were like P22. <laughs> right, right. You were nowhere. It's insane. Yeah. So yeah, I, that's always the things that are just ringing in my ears. Like, <laughs> you are P nowhere. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> cool, because yeah. I almost crashed. Yeah. Again. Right? Yeah. So... What's the, what's the deal with you and Dan Clark at Cleveland? Me? No, but I wasn't invited. He was in Champ Car. He was ah, in the big cars then. Okay. He um he was, <laughs> unfortunately he he was on the cards to um, and that was a big ask for him actually. Dan, when he went up, to, he you know he'd never driven anything like that ever before in 2006. So that was a big so step he, up. He went him. straight from F3? Formula 3 straight to Champ to Car. Champ mm -hmm. Car. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's a, you know, Tracks he doesn't know in this yeah. beast of serious, a car. Serious, serious step up. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, um, yeah, one of the ones that, you know, that we, we very occasionally wind him up about was <laughs> he was in second at Cleveland and on the restart, he just lit the rears up out of the hairpin and spun oh. and then trying to get trying to get going yeah. again just out of you know anxiousness like just kept spinning <laughs> but considering what Dan did that year with so little experience in the car and you know so little yeah, so little testing yeah. like anyone eh? yeah. some people have their weekends some people they don't but he was um, no it's easy like we all have that friend in our circle that's the, the easy guy to rile up so of course you do yeah that's uh, your job is that your guy I think it's much it's it's definitely more no, because it's definitely much more like an expat. Like anyone that was like part of the empire, or like <laughs> Australia. But no, it's different because people. We used to own you, people. But no, it's you hear that anyone, power. But in in America, you used people, to be our prisoners. We sent your family yeah. away. <laughs> Go on. Well, Australia, yes. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. But I mean, anyone that. Hey, Will, what'd your family anyone, do? But that similar sort of sense of humour. 
people in America don't really deal with it. People take it far too personally. Oh, yeah. Like, with, like, the kind of, I wouldn't say gentle ribbing, but it's like a constant part of taking the Well, the, the thing is, is that the, the English like to say the things they do with such a straight face yep. and tone yeah. that you're like, ah. Well, it's different in America. And, and then when it's your dad, you're like, <laughs> Yeah, no, that's a personal thing. Well, this is the issue, you know, the, yeah, the kind of like making fun over here. People always like preface it with like no, like no offense. <laughs> oh yeah, or, like yeah, oh, I'm that. just kidding, man. Yeah, we do that. Not just for kidding, nothing. Man. You suck. Not yeah. for nothing. Yeah. Wait, wait, what? Your mom's a pirate hooker. Just kidding, bro. Just kidding. Yeah. Bro. Well, hey, don't worry about it, bro. Bro. You, you do know we all have blogs, right? <laughs> I don't have a blog. I'm about to write an open letter to the like. English race driver across the table from me. About what? <laughs> to the guy that hurt my feelings on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, because because everyone's yeah, everyone's everybody has emotional a blog that they write an open letter to. Sank. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. And then they took more shots and started talking about random stuff that you wouldn't want to hear about. But then they moved on to conversations about driver rankings. Let's listen in. So, not to get serious, but uh, on the on the driver <laughs> rankings thing. Um, oh, here we go again. Let's let's yeah, because I'm the one who's always harping on driver rankings. Uh, well, it's uh, affecting your career every day. It's affecting my career. How much money do you lose annually on driver rankings? So, Ryan, <laughs> uh, Lewis. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Oh. That Ryan Lewis. Um, so, we, if you don't mind calling him, so like uh, you're in a career position right now where the phone calls aren't coming for this pro all pro lineup car right nope so you say don so don yount uh if we don't mind calling him out is he's a perfect example of like this guy is your ticket to racing at this point absolutely you know yeah. he's gonna yeah. hire you and say you're and he my knows co-driver. It. like we're not calling him out no. he knows he no, knows yeah. Yeah. That's, that's yeah, yeah and or or, or i don't want to use don's name by name if he doesn't no, appreciate no, no, it but, but my, my my relation my relationship with my relationship with don is the only reason that i right at the moment am um, have been racing right. in IMSA in the past couple of years. So here's my so here's my questions about Don then because so your career, the f- your future in IMSA or World Challenge or wherever the hell you want to go as a pro driver, is literally completely on whatever interests Don at the moment. And if tomorrow he decides he's going to go sailing, you're fucked, or you're going to go sailing. No, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's fair enough. But I'm still, I'm still going to give him. Given the best advice that I think that's best fit, best. That's oh, that's not my that's him. not my question. Yeah. So my question is him. So Don is a character, yeah. Um, and we're sort of using him more as a representative mm. character yeah. than Don yeah, specifically. Yeah, yeah. So Don wants to run a full season of IMSA next year. Yeah. Uh, in theory. In theory. Let's, yeah, let's, yeah. This, these are all hypotheticals. So he's his options are he can run DPI, yeah. he can run GTLM, or he can <laughs> run GTD. Right. Yeah. Um, is well, it's not going to be GTLM. Is his, no way. Is his yeah. first question about the talent pool, or is his first question about the cost? Cost and time. Time right. away from home. Time. Well, time. Time away from home. So time away. F- you know, time away from his kids. Sure. Right. And time away from his business. Sure. Yeah. Just time not spent racing. Right. I think. Yeah. And I think this is, you know, if you actually if you actually look at the way that motorsports broken up now, from from my position of coming from like I. You know, I I I do more coaching for other people than like vintage racing right. stuff like that. Yeah. They tend to be a bit more retired. But the way that like the racing weekend is broken up now, it's a one week. Yeah, it's yeah. like you have to take so much time away, and yeah. the people that can afford to actually do that can't afford that much time away. Right. If, so if, I, they ma- if they're self-made so or uh, running a family business, so yeah. if IMSA was a, a twenty race season. He'd be out no matter what because that's way too much time. But if it was a five race season, he might be like, oh, "Okay, I can handle that many if weeks it, away." If it was longer distances, but the, yeah. but again, the problem. You, if it was longer distances, less weekends. Yeah. 
for sure. If that's the way that the business model has to go for right. like endurance racing, where right. it's less time away, cumulative, right? Then you've got more chance because you got you know I think you already see it. They try and just try and schedule things like away from like school holidays. Right, and stuff. Right, right. You can see yep. where the yep. where the where the business basis yep. is. Right now, I think the sport's pretty healthy, especially in like the GT3 yeah. kind of section where there's a lot of manufacturing. There's people mm. that. I think we're setting up. I mean, the the number of the number of cars in GT3 is very healthy. I think the business direction is going better than down. it has been. Better than I it has say. been. We're I, setting sure. up for I think it, I think of things when it when you know it was the grim old days. Of yeah, yeah, yeah. When it was really really bad. Yeah. Right. Things are as good as it has been. Right. But is the is the quality of the field been something that's turned him away? I guess it's my question. This is basically what you're saying is is that is it because it's a fair fight with a driver yeah. ranking, or is it because it costs an arm and a leg and a change of your lifestyle, which is away from business and family? Right. Uh, exactly. Because I, my I don't think I when you when gentlemen drivers are racing against you know like an all pro lineup or what they consider to be like right. an all pro lineup, they don't think like well, depending on who it is, it depends on the character. But they don't think it's they're gauging themselves against that. So it's not necessarily beating. They could beat them if yeah. things were, you know, the way right. it is. They could beat them. It's like we can be close enough. So Don, so and I'm serious. Like you don't have to answer the way we want you to answer. Has no. Don ever said no? That's those guys are too good. I don't want to be out there. No, never. Okay. I'm the one that's like, dude, you need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think need to be right. But you he know, has said that's way too expensive, or I can't do that much time away from work. Well, I think, well, there's there's expenses. The expense is the main thing, right. and then you know he did a, he did a he did a full se he's done a full season this year. Right. So he spent a lot of time away. So he's got the amount of things that he's got going on that he's like so overstretched. Right. With the amount of things that he's doing. Right. So well, some of these weeks are, you know, you have to be there on Tuesday. Yeah, it's crazy. Because Wednesday is a, a, a driver's yeah, meeting a or a track test walk day or a test day. Yeah, yeah, yeah you've yeah, you got an organized test day. It's like, well, yeah. you have to do that. You yeah, have exactly. to do the test I have day. clients that lose their shit about track walks being the day before. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Gentlemen driver clients yeah. because of exactly that reason. It's yeah. like, why do I have to get there right. for a 3 o'clock track walk? That's yeah. a day of work gone. Exactly. Okay, so you drove for Derek uh, Walker sure did the Team Australia whatever the fuck it was called yeah I got o banned from the workshop in <laughs> wait whoa whoa okay oh, they're good okay we'll okay, go there. let's go okay <laughs> I was about to tell you a story but you need to tell us a story yeah I got banned from the workshop and so I was too just I was too um, distracting what were you doing well I'd, I'd go to pit fit in the morning and then I would swing by pit fit being like a, the Jim Leo yeah, run yeah Jim Leo yeah. Center. Yeah, James yeah. Leo yeah oh James Leo young it's James Leo yeah if you train at Pit Fit, you can call him James. Oh, okay. oh I see. Yeah. Okay. Do we, we, we have to call him like Doctor Leo or Jim, something. He, no, Jim's been, Jim's been offering me some very good advice on my blown out ankle recently. Oh, so ah, very cool. good. Shout out Pit Fit. <laughs> All right. <What? laughs> Shout out Doctor Jim Leo. <laughs> Shout out Pit Fit. All right. <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> Where's the little horn? Where's the horn? Yeah, yeah, I gotta, I gotta go through like my passcode the whole thing. There we go. All right. <laughs> Boom. All right. So Walker Shop. Yeah, we're back. Oh. When I, yeah, so <laughs> I used I used to up until the point um, I'd go to pit fit and then I'd like cruise by the shop in the morning because I didn't have anything to do. Yeah, I was like professional like racing driver. Of course, lunch. nothing else to do. Yeah, lunch, <laughs> emails, yeah, etc. Facebook, et Facebook, yeah. yeah, Facebook weren't around then. It's a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. Jesus, MySpace, MySpace, yeah. 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 I, I think my I could song still. Today. If you, <laughs> if you, I think give me five minutes, I could still figure out the JavaScript to like embed a YouTube video <laughs> on somebody's um, MySpace page. Give it up for JavaScript. But I had a fault. <laughs> 
Python. But I had a so I had a fob for like the workshop to yeah. like come through reception. Yeah. Like oh god, trying to scan in fob doesn't work. Fob doesn't work. Oh no way! Wow. They didn't tell you. Uh, yeah, like yeah, and like my fault because apparently I'd been uh, too distracting. But what? So what? But what does that mean? I don't know. You, you haven't given the reason. Because I would I would show up after I went to the gym and like go and talk to all the boys. Like I yeah. thought you know it's, you know so going to talk to all the guys you. like yeah. nah. So it wasn't like Rob you were coming Rob in Edward, like telling them what else Derek, to do. It was Rob Edwards, Cambit. Oh. Oh, Rob okay. Edwards didn't like me. I swore too much on the radio. <laughs> Fair enough. So it's just you were, no, you were a, hanging he's around. A, he's a man of high morals, apparently. Oh. Rob Edwards. Hmm. So, so you're just hanging around that, too that much, being a goof off. Not so much that I you were like. I was hanging out in the. I don't know. I don't know why <laughs> they banned me. Whatever. Do you realize that somebody had to like go? Okay, wait, what was his the key fob yeah, number? Program Let's go put that into in. the thing. Let's no, delete that. Yeah, exactly. They took the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To not have you come to the shop. Yeah. And at the time, your spot, your dad's funding that deal. Yeah. yeah. How much is he paying to let you go try to be? Yeah, a stupid amount of money. Yeah. Like you can't come Enough. in here. Yeah. <laughs> Enough. You get a fob that works. Uh, are you aware? Did your dad give him any parting gifts by chance? I have no idea. Did he? Oh yes, <laughs> oh yes, he did. What's that? Your dad. So uh, your dad loves making. Uh, we're telling the story, right? Another, yeah. Yeah. another yeah. up model. Uh, so your dad likes to give apparently Atlantic models to uh, former teams. So he did for uh, for Mr. Walker as well as sort of a parting gift with a yeah. note. Ryan, do you I remember what that note I said? I don't remember exactly, but yeah. I remember the context. Yeah, the context, yeah. and yeah, this is paraphrasing. <laughs> Mr. Lewis, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there we go. But it was something like, thanks for proving you're the biggest criminal of them all. Or oh something to that effect. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kidding Your me. dad did that to, to poor 90-year-old Derek Walker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he... What's funny is so Derek is telling us a story. He's You're keeping the person. You're kidding me. No, 100% no, real. No, it's in the episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he shows, like, he's talking about it over the air, I think, about the story. I don't know if that's made it. That the came cut. up in his thing? Well, oh, he, yeah. he, didn't he, say, he didn't say Lewis. but He didn't he, show us the name, but he showed us the model. Yeah, we're so like, uh, we're done with the recording. It's like, this is the model of that guy, because he was telling us about how awful customers were. Yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah. and he shows us the model, and he shows us the card, and it's like, Mr. Lewis. We're like, oh, we right. may know this guy. Me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's serious. Hundred percent real. Yeah. I had no idea that happened. What's yeah. your dad's name? Martin. Give it up for Martin Lewis. <laughs> you know, putting. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. And funny enough, Derek is with now. Um, <laughs> we got Derek in the fine. car eating a sandwich. You know, it's oh. it's been funny. It's, I've I've wondered why he's always been a bit uh a bit cold to me ever since. <laughs> yeah. Ever since well, at least he remembers you. That's more than yeah. No, he knows say. your name. Yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. He <laughs> didn't know ours. Well, so you had no idea. After. I had no idea about that. Yeah, yeah. That definitely sounds like something my father would do. Oh, yeah. yeah he, we kept that, he kept that on his desk. I mean, yeah, he was, like, proud of it. Yeah. It was, like, the first thing in his little shelf. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, it's like a picture of him and Penske at, like, Detroit, and then, and then a Ryan Lewis. Yeah, Atlanta and then model. Martin Lewis shitting on him with a model. Jesus Christ. You're going to keep that in? Oh we don't God. have to. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're going to, yeah. That's <laughs> awful. We'll see where the edit takes, Sean. Yeah. Jesus. Well, I mean, like... <laughs> I'll, I'll go where the edit takes me. So you get to do LMPC. That's kind of where you're at still. You know, you and I, like yep. you did Daytona with me like a, two years ago. Two years ago. Now. You did Detroit this year and yep. and Mossport. Yeah, Mossport. Yeah, yeah. So you're still picking up rides, but that's not necessarily your entire income. You're doing ride and drive stuff. Yeah. So you and I have met up on a couple of Acura deals because the company you work for does a lot of Acura's ride and drive yeah, stuff. Yeah, I work I've, for it. 
bunch, and of, a bunch of different companies. Amazing there. photo of you that we're probably going to use as your picture on our website of you with the do rag balaclava. Oh yeah, from two years ago at Thermal. Oh or a wow. Year ago. Yeah, it's pretty spot on. I don't apologize. You had it coming. Um, a lot of our followers don't understand that side of the world, like of the of the car world. They yeah. don't know what a ride and drive is. In fact, yeah. when fans come up and talk about it, and you kind of go, "Well, I was doing this ride and drive," they they literally are like, "You were racing?" Like, right? What does well, that and mean? just put this perspective. You're how old? Thirty-three. You're thir okay, okay, so you're thirty-three. You're, Great you're, age. You're getting pickup rides. <laughs> you're, you're, you're picking up rides where you can. The, the hope is still there, but a lot of the the ride <laughs> drives. <stuff, laughs> no, the hope is still there. there. Don't oh, give up, Jesus. Uh, Don't give up. It's like G <laughs> Giselle's just around the corner <laughs> as well, right? <laughs> She's uh, going to leave Tom Brady anytime soon. <laughs> you're happily married. I'll remind you. <laughs> no, no, no. She'll be a sister wife. <laughs> I'm going to move to Utah. It's all but, good. I've, uh, I've got it all planned out. You right. see, so you think, you laugh, but I've got it all planned out. Okay, give How us a plan. Give Giselle? us a Ryan Lewis plan to success. I'm just going to abduct her. That's I'm just going to you, know you know what would happen, though? If it was even even a completely hypothetical universe like that, it'd be like, oh, no, I'd totally, you know, have a second wife if it was Giselle. Sure. Or Claudia. She'd just run off. <laughs> your wife because she'd be Based like two of them would get together yeah, yeah. she'd be like <laughs> why, why, why am I dating this douchebag you're awesome yeah oh how much money are you worth the two of oh, us are great, great. yeah that's great oh you're guy. not like you, you don't watch like sport and you want to go to like a farmer's market yeah right yeah, yeah. organic I mean, my favorite yeah why am I going to deal with you <laughs> So, so the but so ride and drives which of these which we will have you describe uh, since you two are more qualified than me but this is a lot of kind of what your career Have you ever worked one? I did. Oh okay yeah I was going to yeah, say yeah. that I did work one. You I, had I did do. one with uh, Sean Jones who I don't know his name in the scene anymore. Oh no. 7R. Ooh. Uh, but uh, but anyway but this is a lot of what your mainstay income is. Now. Absolutely yeah. So tell me so you work for I so usually these times the drivers are a freelance contractor. Yep. Yep. So you're you're an IC. Uh, and usually you're with one or two companies yeah. that then proceed to contract with different manufacturers. Exactly. So yeah. today you're Land Rover, tomorrow you're Cadillac, yep. right. and so on. So tell me about, talk about that. Yeah. Let's so go. I yeah I work for a, I work for a few different agencies that that contract to uh, different OEMs, so different um, manufacturers. OEM is a manufacturer, right? Yeah. So that's definitely my you know nine to five bread and butter. Yeah. Yeah kind of stuff but we, so I'm employed as a professional driver right whether it be on the road or whether it be on the track right and depending on the sort of it, it can be from anything from I do a lot of work for Honda especially Honda and Acura in the past um, past few years where we, uh, I was um, with Acura at the beginning of the NSX program and the introduction to media and the global introduction to media and consumers right at the beginning of it and uh, as well Civic SI and then more recently with um, Civic Type R right so uh, a lot of car companies feel like it's they need they need people that have a lot of experience racing experience but also necessarily racing experience is not all they want they want people that can, can speak engage. the language yeah, yeah that can that can engage well, and that's more where the the skill set comes and to sort of explain why these are the majority of these are like big parking lots at the local stadium that they're making some sort of autocross course right. to or some like fake terrain or something yep. like that um or it's a local racetrack yeah, it sometimes might be, racetrack might be you know willow springs out in exactly. southern california or wherever yeah. um but it's and then the people that are coming they're either 
dealers and salesmen themselves or sometimes their media it could be general public it, it yeah, yeah. I mean, sure. a bit of everything yeah. actually a lot of the time if, if they've rented a facility somewhere right. it'll be media yeah if they paid and then money be, for it they'll try like and that, get as many people through exactly. as right. possible right. yeah but and it is for these people to drive the cars and have a professional tell them why this car is more yeah. awesomer than the other but one. If, but if you're generally, and this is a whole, even when I was um, living back in, in Europe, back in the UK, if you're a, you know, like, in no, in no uncertain terms, if you're like a professional racing driver, yeah, if you don't make enough money from just driving a racing car, this is what you're going to do. You're exactly. going to work for a racing school, which is less prevalent now yep. because there isn't really a res- racing school anymore obviously skippies there's a couple but they're you know few and yeah. far between they already have their lifers yeah, 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 yeah. it's uh, yeah it's much more of a, but definitely the, the uh, manufacturer based <coughs> industry is what you're going to do and those will be around forever no matter electric cars or whatever because really what the job is is you become what they call a product specialist yeah. and you have to learn literally interior trims by their factory name what makes them better than the other car? Not only the other car, but you have to know the specs on the other cars. Yeah. So you can say, not only does this thing get this kind of gas mileage, it also gets this gas mileage compared to this car, this yeah. car, and this car. Here's what they get because that's the drivel that you need to spit out there. So they leave and go, wow, the new this and this and this is amazing. And, and that's kind of the deal. And because of that, you get to meet so many people that know more than you. It's a much more About involved. Everything. It's a much more involved yeah. situation now. The, the amount of information that is provided to people now is so much higher than it ever has been. Yeah. It's so because like you could be telling them like, oh, the Civic Type R does this, and they pull their phone out and they go, hang on. Yeah. Okay. Well, I read that this guy yeah. said that, and you're like, the information, like, the information that they have now is so much higher than it yeah. ever has yeah. been. Yeah. So you're never going to be probably more educated than the average person that yeah. shows up. Do I enjoy it? Yeah, it's better than it's better than um, sitting in a cubicle. It's but it's all I've it's all I've ever known really. I mean, I, I when I first started so was working for Palmer Sport when I was racing in Formula Palmer Audi, and that yeah. was but that was a traditional like motorsport experience. Which I would say shout out to Palmer Sport. <laughs> it's sure, still the best. It. The best Palmersport dot com. Hashtag Palmer Sport. Yeah. But the uh, yeah, but the uh, definitely the best driving experience in the world. Yeah. Look it up. It's super expensive. Yeah, we're but, not gonna do that. But, but that's cool. where I yeah. that's where I cut my teeth, and it wasn't really a super like OEM kind of basis thing. But right. it taught me how to be a starting <laughs> cars. <and laughs> you love the R word. <laughs> Jesus. Sorry. <laughs> um, with with the ride and drive thing, when I first started as a mechanic back in like 2001. Lally was doing a lot of these ride and drives and he was yep. kind of the first guy I interacted with on a regular basis. And he was telling me that like, if you weren't racing, you were on a, on a tour for, you know, one of these ride and drives because they would, and they still do this. They would do a city by city tour for six to eight weeks or whatever yeah. it is. But it's like, you can't be like, Hey, I'm going to do these three, three series or three cities. And then I'm going to bail and go racing. It's like, no, you have to sign yeah. up for the eight cities, Yeah. but you go on the road for that eight week trip. You don't, spend a dime unless it's your own like on booze or, or women yeah. or whatever but your your hotel's covered your rental car's covered you're getting paid every day that you're on the road whether it's a working day or a travel day you're still getting paid and these guys would come home from that they'd clear 30 or 40 grand back in the you know 90s mm-hmm. through 2000s absolutely and it was like the thing where you're like yeah this is right. great it's and a, now i can really still go living. be a race car driver yeah right and then everybody got wise to like we can pay less 
Yeah. <laughs> you know? And so it's, now the, I do. I'd say the rates I've heard from back in the glory days, because any old, old school dude that did that stuff and you talk to yeah. him now, they go, yeah, kid, you don't know how it was. We used to get paid this and we would drink every night and we would go crash five cars. And yeah. Woo! And you're yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. You hear all the, and you're like, wow. Okay, cool. Well, I need you to pick that cone up, yeah. <laughs> you know, or whatever. <laughs> um, but the market's pretty saturated now. But I'd say that the rate is half of what it used to be. Yeah. But that's still, like you said, way better than sitting in a cubicle. You know what I mean? Yeah, the money's I mean, not bad. It, it, dep- it depends and on what you do. And it, the a fun lot of it is based on who, you, who you're working exactly. with. Exactly. I was yeah. going to say and the fun comes from, because like most of the guys you're doing this with, whether or not they race pro or not, they're car guys that understand that. And you kind of all get, like, it becomes you versus the, the client's. On that particular day, you <laughs> yeah. know what I mean, and the stories that come out of it, like somebody that's a complete hack. Did you see and that? Guy? Exactly that right, okay. and it becomes so that. they don't know they're the story. Of course not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But it's one of and those things that becomes kind of the fun of the, it. in the trenches camaraderie. Exactly is a, is right. A fun exactly right. Yeah. But you're signing nine week contracts. Yeah. So well, you're not, not necessarily not, not always, always right. but it's, sometimes. It's sometimes. It, I mean, it's it's like it's like any job. Sometimes, and depending on the manufacturer, depending who you're working for. You know that uh, what people are getting paid now, and what is required of people is it like saying the the pro driver moniker is far different. Yeah, it's to a very what it previously used to be. Term. Right. Yeah. Completely different. Right. Yeah. It's so, like being an ordained minister. And which which is <laughs> like James Hensworth. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so which has led to the, uh, there being a suppression in what that's paid for. But that's yeah. what. And now everything's much more regional based and yeah, sure. various other reasons. Yeah. But it's all it's all good fun. But you again, know? look looking down your career, what to use your boy Derek Walker's expression? What's the five year plan? What's the five year plan for yeah. for, yeah. for, for yourself, my like career? Is for Ryan is Lewis is it goal to keep trying to race? Are you then trying to get into management of rival all drives? I, all, all I, the, in my heart, the one thing that I really want to continue doing in my life is continue being involved in motorsport in some way, whatever that may be. If it leads me away from, um, you know, coaching people and actively driving and chasing that side of it and working on the manufacturer side of things, um, then so be it. There's other things I may want to do. I'm trying to do other things in life, but I think I'm I'm never going to want to go away from motor racing. Obviously, it'd be great, you know, hit the hit the Powerball or make <laughs> yeah, some good real estate and decisions. Then go away from yeah. it. <laughs> you know, make some good real estate decisions, and then um, I can even you know even if it's just like racing a vintage Formula Four. But I'm still not I'm still not giving up on the whole like. Well, you know, if I got half a shot somewhere, but it's the same point. It's like it's there's too much of it for me that I'm like um, protecting my own ego. Right. Of like, well, I just never got so like, yeah. well, I just never got Well, see, that, see that's always, that would always be my fear of the yeah. arrive and drive thing uh, is that that's got to be, there's got to be a room full of that. And is it, is that, no? Yeah, oh no, of course, Uncle, it's, well, I like to refer to it as Uncle Rico syndrome. <laughs> right? <laughs> that's true. That's fucking true. Yeah. That is so that's a, true. That's, is that our first Napoleon Dynamite? Really? Wow. I think it, it is. Be. Yeah. I yeah, did. so it's 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 a definite uncle, and there's and there's so much of it. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but it goes back it goes back to the whole deal of like if you look at the ability, like driver ability, it's if you th- at the very top of people, if you gave like even if you look just for a complete ridiculous example, if you look at IMSA at the moment, like WeatherTech, GTD, anyone that's rated as a gold, if you put any of them in. 
the same car. So if we go on the if we go from the Ferrari, which is the GT3 BOP, yeah. but baseline, right? Yeah, exactly. If you yeah. put any of them at Paul Ricard, and you gave them twenty laps, they're going to be in the same. They're going to hit the same times. They g they're yeah. going to be in the same in the like reasonably, yeah. yeah, in the window. like fifth of a percentile. Right? Yeah, 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 you might have occasion, and then you're going to have a a couple. It's the same. You look at the data, right? You yeah. look at the data yeah. sheets. You look at the time. It's the same thing, and you'll see the same shit. And it's not about what you can bang in that lap time. If you went and did 100 laps, that might be a bit different. Yeah, it might get a bit pitting, and then there's traffic. Yeah, yeah. And so much more of it is based on endurance la Endurance racing is about how they manage traffic right, and how much time yeah. they lose. Back to the drive and drive part of it, though. I mean, it, I think it's... Especially in endurance racing, I think that sometimes for fans, it's really hard to translate how hard that aspect of the racing is especially in GTLM when they're so low on power and they have to do so such drastic things yeah, to in keep order, the pace up yeah. in order to get through traffic right. because they don't have the power especially in WeatherTech yeah. they don't have the power to get through the GT3 cars and I think that is why you see people say oh these you know these Porsche drivers whatever these GTLM drivers they suck they crash all the time <laughs> it's like it's because they're like on the driving edge. the f***ing things right. like flat out constantly and if you're driving for a GTLM manufacturer it's like you better perform right, or you're right. going to get the push right <laughs> what so was your point though for arrive and drive as far as the talent pool <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm missing something you jumped you totally <laughs> went <laughs> Uncle Rico right yeah, yeah there's Uncle Rico's and then we hear about GTLM drivers sorry that's alright I forget <laughs> I was like, have another one. I'm off too. Yeah, I, don't know what, I like, normally I, am. So. I'm like, I'm gonna keep this on okay. track. Cause right, but so, but so it's the Uncle Rico but syndrome. But, <laughs> but with, the, but with the with the industry, there's less people that are like, oh, I'm a professional racing. And this is all I ever do. And right. right. The what is considered to be a professional professional driver now right. is not what it used to be. Yeah. And so back when like Johnny and Brian Till yeah. and and Calvin. Yeah. So you're saying with that threshold lower, there's a lot less woulda coulda guys. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. Okay. Yeah. There's so far there's far less people in the industry that like actually that actually race. race. So there's a lot of guys showing up now. No, no, like, this is more the pinnacle. Uncle Rico's, I think. Right. Not real Uncle Rico's though. There's always going to be Uncle Rico's. Yeah, for sure. Huh. But okay. like but actual like in other words like, like real the, Uncle Rico's. Oh no, no no no! But like like that that's saying that Uncle Rico actually could have gone on, but he could more plausible Uncle Rico. I would say. But because what, what I'm interpreting is that more people show up now, and because sort of the threshold for qualification is a little yeah. bit lower, this is now the pinnacle of what they've done in their career. Not they won Petit Le Mans, they were right. the ex champ car driver, whatever, right. and now they're doing this, and so they oh, feel yeah. as though. Yeah. In other nah. words, like there's the, the miserable from feeling like you're almost demoted and you're where you're at versus guys who are like this is this is as good as it gets, so they're happy. Right. Like it's a different uh, mindset. I mean, the only I think the only time you really see it now, uh, and it's not a and saying an Uncle Rico kind of situation is not fair because it's guys that have had a lot of success in the past and now don't race professionally anymore. Sure, yeah. sure. So I work fairly frequently like Davy Jones. Oh, yeah. Roberto oh, Guerrero. Yeah. Oh, like real. These legit. guys are fucking great. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, 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 yeah. Super legit. Right. But yeah. I work with them. They're on the more senior side. I was going to say, these are like good level of yeah. ride and drive instructors. Because yeah, yeah, I worked yeah. with the lower level too, and yeah, it's a yeah. fucking disaster. But they're, but this is this is what I mean. It's like the upper echelon. And yeah. I wonder about yeah. it sometimes. No, you're like, blessed. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they get paid more than me. <laughs> but yeah, hashtag blessed. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. They get paid more than me. But you've, 
you run into that, a, a, you know, a few times. There's like a bunch, but you run into it in the industry. There's a bunch of guys that, but it's kind of one of those. Issues. You run into a bunch of guys that are like, you get in a car with them sometimes, and you're like, fuck, this dude can like, yeah, yeah, fucking yeah. weird. Could have done it, yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah. If they yeah. had a bit more, you know, if they had a bit more weight, and you find that quite, quite often. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. With the customers or some of the other? No, no, no. no, no the other no, instructors. With, yeah, with yeah. other instructors. No, all like, the yeah. customers are terrible. No, yeah, yeah, I'm no, guessing. They are awful. <laughs> what about, okay, uh, how many customers explain to you how the driving should be? Oh, fairly, yeah, fairly quickly. They say, no, you're just, you're just messing me up, or I'm, I'm just going to do this. I'm just gonna, no, it's very interesting. The most common thing I get is people telling me things that are absolutely not happening at all. Right. Like, oh, you can really feel the grip level here, and you're like, we're at 24 miles an hour, sir. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, no, you can't. No, you cannot. <laughs> I'm going to go out there and drift yeah. it. Yeah, okay, cool, okay. sweet. Or, like, I remember I was, on, I was on the autocross course at Road Atlanta, which overlooks – turn six and seven right and there was a skid pad going on and there was one guy there who had told everybody how great he was in the class and all i can see from where i'm from where i am is he's hanging the front end out oh yeah good just job. full understeer okay. just full yeah, like yeah hanging up front end hanging yeah. it out yeah global rally cross style and, and all i can hear from everybody around me like all the all the students are like high five i'm like yeah that guy's killing it he's killing it and i'm like cool cool noise equals they were like that guy's right. got it that guy's got it like, no no it doesn't well matter. but so again yeah. so in terms of just sort of career-wise how every time there's a guy like that how much does that just take the life out of you or are you cool with that i mean one of the reasons i think i would struggle to be an arrive and drive guy is that you know we even see this in the pr world a little bit when we do say a guest event at a, at a pro motorsport event where they go on to tell you how fast somebody is in the corner and mm -hmm. you're just like no mm -hmm. that's <laughs> and uh <laughs> like I, it's hit a point where 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 guest events at racetracks are really difficult for me because I have to really feign interest. And over time, it's just I can't. I'm having a hard time doing it. Yeah. It's got to be tenfold for what you're doing. Generally, members of the public, you have to treat them as they're basically going to try and ruin your life. Okay. Well, yeah, they're as trying to kill you, you obviously. Yeah. and they're going to try yeah. and kill you. So yeah. anytime but was the question other? It's not about the safety. It's the Uncle Ricos that are burned out, right? No, no, it's about no, 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 no. Like oh, I guess I'm talking about guests. Okay. Like yeah. you know, you you. It's like being a stage actor. You you're trying to find the satisfaction to make today fresh, mm -hmm. right? So if, at a guest event on the PR side, I try and really lock in with the person uh, that's excited to be there because it's new and it's fighting, and so I, I want to hang out with them because yeah. I'm enjoying it. So oh yeah, no. the most Im <laughs> the most important thing with any of it is about managing expectations, right? <laughs> So my whole you, career, if <laughs> that's something I think <laughs> of all the time, more my dating life. Yeah, yeah. yeah right. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But as long as you manage their expectations, if they if they believe they're going to achieve something or do something different than what they're actually going to go and do, do, right? If you kind of downgrade them a little bit on that, and if they do a little bit better than that, it's then a win. it's to yeah. win. Ah, yeah, yeah, sure. It, yeah. So there's a uh, there's a bit of like mental chicanery. Sure. Involved in it for sure. I think that's our first that mental is chicanery. That's <laughs> Sure. Hashtag really? mental chicanery. That's the best quote. If you interviewed Bill Simpson, he'd tell you. Oh, I don't know. No. Oh, but you should have interviewed Bill Simpson. All right, we're gonna bleep that. Yeah. <laughs> Go on. Oh, okay. I don't know, but uh, yeah, there's an element of mental chicanery involved. Where are we going okay. from? Because to me, that's just like, oh, these cars are. <laughs> you just never turn done them to something. Well, the, but they, but they will never. No matter what, especially if it's like a high performance car, right? They will never drive the car correctly to how yeah. 
it is supposed to be driven. Yeah. So whether it's on the road or whether it's in a small autocross, you can tell them how to drive it that's going to accentuate. So if you if you have them... Uh, right, so I work for Chrysler doing like SRT events, right? So a Dodge Challenger SRT, it's not going to go around corners particularly well, right? But you can coach that person up to believing that that car is better in comparison to... I'm really f***ing myself in the industry here. Someone's going to hire me ever again. Those people don't <laughs> listen to this. <laughs> but you're going you're gonna to try and accentuate what's going to make them feel like they're a better driver, right? not necessarily yeah. Yeah. what the car is capable of doing. Right. So the car is capable of... It only goes this... You know, the slip angle of the tire. It's only going to go right. this fast through the middle of the corner out of a hairpin. What is a Dodge Challenger really good at doing? Getting the power down and going in a straight line. Straight line, line. yeah. So you're going to focus on getting the car in a straight line and Pin it. accelerate. Yeah. yeah. And that's going to make the car seem really fast. So for me, that makes me valuable. Okay. Because uh, I understand that. that. And how to coach that. However, at the moment in the industry, you're employing wankers that worked essentially as product specialists. And yeah. it's not their fault because they don't know any better because they don't understand vehicle dynamics right. but you've got them sitting next to people and that's what suppressed the industry as far as yeah. what people are getting paid sure. yeah. and people are crashing cars constantly and okay so we do a pass along question on the show and last night we had dinner with none other than the legend of motorsports Dorsey Dorsey Schrader Dorsey Schrader Thanks His for, question. For thanks for <laughs> taking the time. By the way, what I like was like you were like you were you were slowing uh, it down, feel, waiting for me to flip. Through yes, it. yes, I feel privileged to even be in this. Um, considering other people that have, considering other people that have held this question, I feel very privileged. Well, to to be fair, you have used a higher vocabulary than ninety percent of our guests. Yep. Total. You know, it's the funny <laughs> thing. Go it on. doesn't require vocabulary. It drive a race car fast. So that's. <laughs> <laughs> You know it's what? Funny that. If it if it had, then like, every fuckwit that had been to a British <laughs> private school would be driving a racing car. But um, I feel like this is your intro case. to the episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but sorry, I, f- okay. I feel privileged all the same. So when I was telling Dorsey about who you are, uh, Jesus Christ. Yes, exactly. I, I, How did that go? I might have made a joke that you were short. What's Ryan gonna do when he grows up? Jesus. That was a you short joke. Me. I think it was a short joke, that but also like joke. a life joke. Yeah. It's about life choices. Short joke, life joke. If, uh, as, actually, as a dream, if I could open a, because I think it's going to be a burgeoning <laughs> industry. Burgeoning. Yeah, burgeoning industry in the United States is that people are going to move towards a neighborhood grocery store. So a, a chain of bodegas. I have one now. Be, yeah, but there's not Would everywhere it? does. Not no, everyone's no. Okay. not everywhere's so woke as where you live. I, I'm pretty woke. That is Half true. ATL. Not everywhere in the Midwest, people are not ATL. so woke. Of like, the na- of like a, as you call it, like a green grocer or something like that. Well, there's well, no, uh, there's a, a situation of yeah, like yeah. situation of like food deserts where there's <laughs> what what <laughs> what food deserts. This just took a journey <laughs> where people can't. They have no access to any kind of like fresh produce or any kind of food. I'm sorry, fresh so what? Fresh produce. 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 Wait, right. so you're Harry saying used to So you want to make P R O G U I C E. So give me give me your biggest 
I'm going to sell him cigarettes and scratch tickets, but <laughs> also at the same scratchy time, lotteries. Scratchy fresh lotteries. vegetables. Okay, so it's organic or for, nah? For the impoverished? Hashtag organic or nah? No, you honey dick them in with like the cheap produce, <laughs> right? And then where you make the money is with these cigarettes, the booze, and the um, overpriced Monocle magazine. Monocle magazine? Yeah. What? <laughs> That's where you make the money. The Monocle magazine? Prince yeah. dead. Whoa, whoa. Print, print is dead. Print, print. Rest in peace, print. Print, print. print is only dead when people refuse to pay for it. Who who what, who who reads Monocle online? No one. I don't even know what Monocle is. Right, exactly. Okay, so you think, okay, the I'm just muting reason. this. I'm just muting your, your channel. You know that. So tomorrow we're going to have lunch with Craig Hampton. <laughs> of, formerly of Newman Haas Racing. Yeah. Multi-time IndyCar, Champ Car Champion. Just all-around badass engineer. If you had any question that you would like to ask Craig Hampson, what would it be? Um, how much better is Mario than Michael? And is Mario a better driver than Michael? It's kind of a thing that Michael's been robbed of in his career is being <coughs> overshadowed by nice. Mario. By what was a great IndyCar career. Sure. And not – and yeah – and overshadowing exactly actually what he can achieve because yeah. in Champ Car and IndyCar, Michael was he was my guy. Good. He was yeah. my guy. Yeah, like yeah. really so. good. Yeah, and I, th I, th outside of his sojourn to um, F1, F1, he was pretty good in yeah. IndyCar. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, we've been here a while. Yeah, how drunk we are have. you? How drunk are you right now? Yeah, how drunk are you? Me? Yeah. I'm alright. I'm like midway. Like, if we didn't have to go to Chicago, I'd just keep going with you all night. Is Are we driving to Chicago right now? Well, we yeah, are. We're going, you well, come? I'm driving you go? to Chicago. You Ryan's going to go? be in the passenger seat. Yeah, yeah, because uh, we're responsible. Sure, I'm driving. I think I'm going to yeah. drive you home, too. Ryan, how drunk are you right now? Which one, me or him? Uh, oh, uh, hey. Eversley. I, Eversley feels yeah. good. Yeah. Go for Lewis. Lewis? No, I'm um, like about 60%. So you're 60. Okay. Yeah, let's get. We can get. So you know who hasn't had a drink yet? Or Dario, who's that? Sitting Dario in the car has right been Dario in the car this whole time. Yeah, he's and he's in, in the car. car. Just wait. Well, he's driving. Waiting. Yeah. Waiting oh, this whole Jesus. time. So uh, we should get back to him. We probably should. Sweet so uh, let's uh, let's pay this check. Um, With that, Ryan Lewis. Yes, sir. Continental Tire has got the check. Meow, meow. Yep, I don't know what that was. I hope uh, you enjoyed it at least. Anyway, uh, here is Nine Finger with Fade Away. <laughs>